everybody. You are tuned into The Elks Call with The Elks Herd. My name is Scout, a.k.a. The Rep from Section X. And I'm Catherine, a.k.a. Dave and Elks. And today, our special guest is Shotgun Sports and an admin over at the Stallion Stampede. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Ryan Messer. Ryan, how are you doing today, man? I'm good. How about you guys? Doing good. Uh, super stoked to have you on the show. Uh, we got a lot of hot topics. You have a big announcement, so that's going to be absolutely massive. Uh, we're we're stoked for this one. We're stoked. Uh, so first off, thank you, Ryan, for joining us today. Also, thanks to everybody for tuning in today, uh, whether you be on Edmonton Sports Talk or on Shotgun Sports Network, on our YouTube, or apparently on our Twitter now. We've found the button to put this on Twitter. This is amazing. It goes live on Twitter automatically. Would you look at that? Broadcasting to the herd. So shout out to the herd on Twitter. Um, Okay. So today's schedule, let's quickly run through it here. We have our very first fan rant. I'm going to be blowing up about Commonwealth Stadium. I'm not involved in that. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're going to open up our fan forum where we talk about hot topics surrounding the CFL and the sports world. After our fan forum, we're going to give you a little Edmonton sports update and then interview Ryan in The More You Didn't Know, which today features a very special announcement. So uh, super stoked for that. Uh, make sure you blow up the herd chat if you're watching on YouTube at Shotgun Sports Network, LTD. Uh, make sure you blow up the herd chat today with any questions, any comments, uh, anything. Please blow up the herd chat. All right. Usually we have a quarter by quarter here. <laughs> not today. Not today. We're kind of done with that until, you know, we have a little bit more CFL news and <laughs> well, and games. Yes. Yeah, CFL games. Just anything. <laughs> but for now, instead of that, we're just going to go straight into your fan rant. So go ahead, Scout. Go take it away. All right. So <laughs> the fan rant, uh, something I had contemplated here earlier in the week. There was an Edmonton Elks presser, and in that, Rick Lawlisher had mentioned that Commonwealth Stadium is holding back the Edmonton Elks. I don't agree with this. I'll tell you why, for multiple reasons. A, replacing a 50-year-old, 50-year-old stadium, I get that part. I get that. But Edmonton has a problem with deleting its history. You realize how often this city destroys any beautiful old buildings that it has? Uh, it's it, it, it's preposterous to think that we should go ahead and destroy this building and replace it with something else. And sure, let's say destroy wasn't talk of, talked about. Let's say the demo part of it wasn't talked about, which it's taken them how long to get rid of Northland's Coliseum? It's not 100% yet. Like, you know... The house of Gretzky, Gretzky still technically is standing. Uh, and how so, long has that been? Like close to a decade? Well, a decade? yeah, we're talking exactly close yeah. to a decade. I mean, yes. we're, we're getting up there. We're pushing those numbers. So should we go ahead and destroy a building with so much history, a building that's still functionally standing perfectly fine uh, and replacing a building that has hosted so many international events? That Canada versus Mexico game, Earned Commonwealth the name of Ice Teca. How often do those kind of stories happen in sports? It happens at Commonwealth Stadium. Not only that, ACBC loves playing at Commonwealth Stadium. Metallica is going to be doing an in-the-round at Commonwealth Stadium. Those are going to be 56K sellouts. Those kind of events are always a 56K sellout. So why should we turn our back on a crown jewel in the West? The BC Lions aren't talking about this. The BC Lions have had such a bad attendance over the last 10 years. Not once did they turn and look at BC Place and said, yeah, that's the problem. Win football games. That's the problem. I mean, we're still seeing 30,000 plus at Commonwealth Stadium. There's still a need for the upper bowl. The city, us fans have to prove the organization wrong at this point to reopen the upper bowl. But Commonwealth Stadium is not the problem. It needs renovations. Uh, big fan John Kirby in the chat, he said it. 
I think the city should invest in renovations, but the city doesn't care about our stadium. The city of Edmonton has let Commonwealth Stadium deteriorate to the point that it is currently at. Urine-soaked washrooms, horrible crowd control, and of course the concessions are just too small because once again, the original capacity was 41K or something like that. So that was the original capacity. We're at 56. We're talking 15,000 over now. So of course you're going to have congestions. Make solutions to it. People had suggested even making a temporary ring around the outside of the building to get people around. I agree with that. Do that. But find a way. You're talking about a building that has put Edmonton on the map. Edmonton is on the map because of that cathedral. That massive building. I'm sorry. Like, the, the history still stands way too tall. And if, if, if this was the big O, if we had a big O scenario, like in Montreal, where we have concrete falling from the, from the top level and from the roof, sure, I believe it was the top level, the, 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 the top level of seating. If you have concrete falling, I get it. But... So, did he give any more than... Commonwealth Stadium is holding back. Well, basically, well, the the hoping to get into a smaller stadium has been mentioned. Uh, Rick Lawlisher, uh, he did point to Commonwealth Stadium just in general being part of the problem as far as attracting fans or whatever. But right? why did he give any specific reason? Just too, it's too big. It's, it's too big. big for the for the current uh, attendances that we're seeing. So what does that do? Just make it look a little bit empty? And but that's yeah, it? Because really, when it comes down to it, you know, it's just going to look like empty seats. And that's it. If they're going to be making the same amount of money for the city. The concessions are going to be making the same amount of money, regardless of whether it's a smaller or a bigger stadium. And now you're limiting yourself to bigger events, such as concerts, such as Metallica, or even that Heritage Classic that we had there. It was a sellout, you know, 50,000 or so for over 40,000 people for sure. Right. But, but, but when, when's Metallica going to McMahon? When's Metallica going to McMahon? When's ACDC going to McMahon? When's Canada soccer going to McMahon to freeze out the Mexicans? They did not. <laughs> they conquer them. They conquer them is where I'm going with that. Right. But they didn't go to Calgary. They didn't, they didn't go to that dumpy stadium. McMahon is a dump. I'm sorry, my Calgary friends. McMahon is a dump. Commonwealth <laughs> Stadium is still prime dying grizzle for a Canadian stadium. It is the crown jewel in the West for football stadiums or even event stadiums. So it, it's it, that, that's all I got to say on it. I, this I, is a little interesting tidbit that I wasn't aware of by John here, big fan, 2019. There are so many stadium tours in 2024 that are skipping Edmonton because we're only allowed two concerts and they happen to be by the same band, Metallica. That's interesting. I didn't know that, hmm. that we were only allowed to have a certain amount of concerts at Commonwealth Stadium. And that's why a lot of other, you know, how many events? Taylor Swift, he mentions, Coldplay. Well, Taylor I, Swift would be a 100% sellout. Okay, <laughs> we've so seen, Taylor. We've seen the craze. No, but Taylor Swift only went to one one stadium. She had multiple options. But if the connotations are that she skipped that, I don't, I, I, would, I would debate that one. Because a lot of that also has to do with the Edmonton Elks schedule. Mm. So we're talking about a schedule that you have to work around. There's also other events. Um, the, like the one year, I think last year, the year before Commonwealth hosted the yeah, Pope well. plus <laughs> everybody, including the Pope. Let's just put it that way. So um, we have the Pope. Yeah. So, John, I appreciate that tidbit. I don't know how much merit is specifically on that. I think they're allowed more than two. I would say CFL scheduling has a bit to do with that. Um, okay, so okay, I just want to ask Ryan before we thank move you. On. Yes, have yes. you have you seen anything like that happening down in Alabama or even in the states in general that they decide to take down completely? Not I'm I'm talking take down a stadium and rebuild a new one for the fans or the team. So that's actually actually happened here in Birmingham. They didn't actually take it down. They're still using it. It is the historic Legion Field 
uh, everybody calls it the Grey Lady. Um, we held back in, um, I think it was 96, they held the Olympics for in Atlanta. And um, they actually had the uh, soccer tournament in Birmingham at Legion Field. Um, it used to be the uh, Alabama and Auburn Iron Bowl. Uh, was held there every year. Um, multiple major sporting events, concerts um, have been held there. It's a historic stadium. However, they made the decision to move it further north and east uh, in Birmingham because of the area and because it is an older stadium. And it went from a 75,000 seating stadium to a 48,000 uh, seating stadium. Of course, protect, it's protective stadium, but is so much better. But it doesn't, you know, you, you can't replace the history that took place at Legion Field. And sorry, how old is Legion again, Ryan? Again, I'm not 100% sure. Um, I'd have to look it up, but uh, it's... I want to say it's around like 100 or something like that, right? Like Somewhere, it's it's over 100 years old, old if I'm not yeah. mistaken. It's, it's got that old, old history, right? <laughs> like it's got that good, juicy stuff. Um, and, and that's where Commonwealth Stadium is at. It is, it is. Aged like fine wine, in my opinion. Those green and gold seats look fantastic. Do they still have the golden toilet? No, they ripped that out. Oh. <laughs> uh, I will say Steve Benassi up here in the chat. Shout out Steve Benassi in the herd chat tonight. He said there's not much wrong with Commonwealth. Maybe uh, maybe need a, needs a paint job, but it's a nice stadium. And that's it. Uh, even the walls of Jericho need a fresh paint, <laughs> coat of paint sometimes. So I mean, definitely upgrades, right? I 100 agree, 100 percent agree that they should put some money into making some upgrades and making it a little bit more welcoming even to the fans. But just like Len here, uh, shout out Len, thank you for joining. Uh, Commonwealth is an event stadium, and Elks games are not what they used to be. So it is on us, the fans, to make the games events again and then prove him yeah. wrong. I'm not going to say his name because I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> Lollisher. Lollisher, yeah. No, but... <laughs> I'm wrong. And so. maybe in a way, maybe that's Rick Lollisher trying to throw some reverse psychology on it and, you know, get people to show up again. That would be beautiful. Um, it also comes down to the team being a competitive football mm -hmm. team. Mm -hmm. We didn't see that for literally half the season this year, so it's tough to... It's tough to put this on anything, in my opinion, other than the performance on the field and the fact that fans don't want to watch their team flounder again. Calgary had the exact same problem with attendance, and even then, our attendance was still good this year in the league. wasn't fantastic. It was still good. We were above the we were above the median there. Mm -hmm. So now that that being said, I just have a you know bringing it back to the old stadium that we used to or. The old event place, Rogers Place, that we used to have, that it got abandoned, and the, they built oh, Northlands, Northlands, no, Northlands, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Rexel, Rexel Place, yeah, and then Rogers Place was built to replace it. Right. Was there a difference in capacity? Was it did they make Rogers bigger? Because then that's completely beside the point, and that size is not even an option now. Because well, but you also you're also talking about the Edmonton Oilers, which is. Mm -hmm. The bread and butter here in Edmonton. The Edmonton Elks are a lot, yeah. a lot more tricky to sell out a stadium. I think the, my point was maybe Rick is going off the base that we did it once and it was a success. That we abandon a stadium, we build another one, and the same thing with Calgary. That's what they did. They build that new stadium, and maybe that's kind of the mentality that they're going in with thinking that building something newer is just going to make the whole difference and more people are going to show up. Well, yeah, I mean, it, for the Calgary flames and their arena deal down there, they, they kind of need that. There's a lot of other stuff that we could go on about, but we don't talk politics, so uh, we don't care about that. But um, I mean, it, it's, it's more so looking at Saskatchewan, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, 
how they built their stadium, 33K, somewhere around there. The rumors are here in Edmonton, they're looking at a 41K, 44K, somewhere around there. Um, What's an extra 10K? Just leave it as is. Well, I mean, hey, we did this before, right? Uh, but it, it will be interesting to see how this plays out. I do not believe we need to replace Commonwealth or get a new stadium to replace Commonwealth Stadium. It is beautiful. Before we move to the fan forum, John actually does have a very good question. If the city were to build a new stadium, where would it go? North side. Well, it's not well. going to the north. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, off Castle Downs here. There's I, a nice little spot for it. <laughs> yeah, I hey, in Edmonton, <clears throat> that's actually a really good question. Horrible. I, you would, yeah. I mean, you can't put it where Commonwealth Stadium is because you'd have to tear it down and build it up. Clark, the area by Clark, they technically could do it there. However, I think those grounds are actually a bit too small for what a modern stadium would require. So it's it's hard to say where they would put a new stadium. I would almost say on the outskirts of town at this point. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Kind of like. <laughs> North side. Jamin joining us, and he agrees. North side is the way to go. Jamin for North Side Stadium. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, but I mean, I think I mean there's so much that we can say about it. But I think we should probably move on. But I just want to close it with this. You know that Steve says that he thinks that Rick should just start looking inward before he flames the football stadium. Uh, I kind of agree. Maybe he's just throwing a little bit. <laughs> maybe it is Maybe it is the reverse psychology thing, and he's just pushing everybody's buttons to make sure that everybody shows up. But. Well, brave, brave uh, bold strategy, <laughs> Cotton. We'll see if that plays out for him. Uh, how about put it where Rexall Place is? Well, we might have enough real estate there. I think we have enough real estate. Oh, but it's a horrible the location. area. Yeah. It's a bad area of town. Yeah, it is not exactly uh, the Hamptons. Of, <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the reasons why they changed uh, Legion Field, because the area of town it was in. Okay, so, so similar deal for, for you guys then. I mean, it's not yeah. like Commonwealth is in the, fan the most fantastic location, really. Yeah. So... No, not bad. And then, uh, Len, the parking uh, is for parking. Full stop. Tailgaters are the invaders. I say that as someone who love, love, loves the tailgates. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole different topic of its own. Yeah. We could easily dig into that. Um, but I yeah. guess we will, we will go ahead and move on. Yeah. We will move on from that that's one. Good we, rant. I, I apologize for getting a little <laughs> bit heated there, guys. I just really don't want to see Commonwealth Stadium go. I do think that we just need some really heavy renovations on the building, and everything will be fine. Mm -hmm. um, all right, the Fan Forum. Let's open it up. So this segment is called the Fan Forum, where we will talk about some hot topics surrounding the CFL and the sports world as a whole. Our live listeners will get to chime in on each topic we discuss. Make sure you comment in the herd chat as we ask each question and we'll look at it and get it onto the show. Uh, let's go let's go with question number three to get some uh, to get some USFL in here early. Okay. So the USFL and XFL are supposedly merging, but the 2024 season is merely months away and nothing has officially happened yet. Do you think the merger will be successful? And will we see the merger happen before the 2024 season starts? Ryan? Um, actually, just... Um, what's this? Um, last week, um, they actually had a conference. It was the Fox uh, executives along with the USFL executives met with the with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Danny Garcia and everyone and all the executives for uh the XFL in Washington DC. And when I say that it was top secret and nothing was leaked, it like 
that's the least amount of news I've heard in the past couple of weeks. So it's there's been a lot of leaks over the past few months since the announcements. Um, but they're saying there's supposed to be some news upcoming. I'm hearing murmurs, but um, in the coming days, so we'll see. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm I'm surprised to hear the name Dwayne The Rock Johnson in there <laughs> with all the rumors. He had completely stepped away from that whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's know? that's a very very good yeah. point. Yeah, there was nobody was oh. sure if Danny Garcia or yeah, if uh, The Rock was uh, Dwayne Dwayne The Rock Johnson put some respect on this businessman's name. He is not just a performer <laughs> anymore. But uh, yeah, you make a very good point, Catherine. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, that's surprising, right? Because we saw a whole book. I know Twitter was blowing up a little while ago about how he stepped away and he wasn't on the list or the email list or something stupid like that. You know, so I mean, we'll see what happens, I guess. But that being said, uh, the CFL has proven the test of time by surviving this pandemic, especially, you know, following the declining, the decline of that potential merger with the XFL that that didn't go through. And now the CFL is gaining American momentum for the first time in very many years. So, you know, with everything that is happening with this merger that nobody's for sure knowing exactly what is happening, when that's going to happen. Do you think that this is the reason why the CFL is finally being respected and recognized in the U.S.? That possibly. Um, additionally, we um, there's a lot of people that are tired of the, the NFL. <laughs> so they're looking for alternatives. They love They love football. But they're tired of um, the, I guess, the publicity and all of the, not politically, but like the, like, like the glitz and the glamour of it, maybe, or that, yes, the yeah. pageantry. I mean, uh, yes, the the, the bat the. Yeah, the big-headedness and obnoxiousness. I'll, I'll even put it this way. It's the same feeling that we got when the um, AEW was launched. Because everyone was tired of WWE. It's So the AEW came in and they brought back old-fashioned style wrestling. So... That's what I mean. I, I, that's the only way I could put it. But and it's it's refreshing. It's refreshing. Well, and you now that you've mentioned it, uh, not only the CBS coverage. I mean, that has definitely helped. But the fact that the Miami Dolphins, their offense is compared to CFL offense very often. I think those slight little subtle hints or suggestions or comparisons i believe that that kind of piques people's interest so if they like the miami dolphin style of playing well then hey they might like the cfl as well right so i think people have been kind of tuning in for that as well but ryan's point is very very good people get stale or sick of the stale no fun league as <laughs> uh, john has, has said here in the herd chat no it. fun league is the NFL, and <laughs> and it's interesting. They did bring back uh, the you're allowed to do the sellies now, so they brought back sellies a number of years ago. They are trying to make it more fun, but at the same time, it's the pageantry. People want to yeah. watch a sport. You don't come. It's like the F1 in Vegas. F1 Vegas. People want to watch the true sport itself. They don't want to watch necessarily the show around it. Most people want to watch the football game or yes. they don't want to see you do the big flex in the point every <laughs> single time you get a first down and you're, you know, down by four touchdowns. Mm -hmm. People don't want to see that. It's, people just want to see you go to work and get your job done. And <laughs> we're going to we're going to complain about the football game after. And that's that's fan mentality, unfortunately. Right. But um, 
and the CFL, the, the quality of players is very, very good in comparison to the NFL. We have guys that have been successful in, in the NFL, um, guys that come from the NFL and can't find success in the CFL. It's just, it's one of those things, right? So it is nice to see, it is nice to see Americans tuning into the CFL once again. And I have a, there's another uh, caveat I don't want to add to that. There is, with the rise of the streaming platforms, you know, of ESPN Plus and the connection with ESPN to the TSN, um, it's very, it, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure that another reason why more Americans are tuning in is because of the easier access with the ESPN Plus. Because ESPN Plus, I mean, it's almost everybody's got it. So it's. So get this in America this year, uh, CBS was the main provider. CFL Plus came out, and Americans could watch the Grey Cup and many other games for free on CFL plus. So in a way it, we actually lost TV coverage, CFL TV coverage in America this year, but they made up for it in having a free stream. Anyways, some, some called it a miss. Some people really didn't like it. We'll uh, probably leave that topic maybe for next week's mm -hmm. fan forum. Yeah. Uh, Catherine, we have one more question. I'll let you take it away. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, the Touchdown Pacific was announced today as a replacement for Touchdown Atlantic, but on the other side of Canada. Uh, the game will be played on Labor Day weekend between BC Lions and the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, should these, are you aware, uh, Ryan, of what the Touchdown Pacific or Touchdown Atlantic is here in Canada? Maybe you can explain that before I ask the question. Yeah, real quick. So... <laughs> Touchdown Pacific was announced today. Touchdown Pacific is a continuation of Touchdown Atlantic, which was uh, more or less a neutral site game played out kind of in a region close to at least one of these teams. So kind of like an exhibition game. It's like an exhibition game, except this is happening at Labor Day weekend. Mm -hmm. So Labor Day series, rivalry series, big deal. Uh, they're going to make deal. it a rivalry series somehow now. But... They've also done the Northern kickoff, which was done 2015, my hometown, Fort McMurray. The Edmonton Eskimos at the time defeated the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the most Northern game of professional football. So what they're doing here is they're introducing another one of these games, which opens it up, right? It opens it up a bit, but they are like exhibition games. They are kind of like neutral site games. And it's meant to hype up a different part of Canada, to get a different part of Canada turned on to CFL. So that that being said, you know, should these special regional games move around Canada every year, or should they stick to these coastal game locations? So I'm guessing you could equate it to similar, like the stadium series in the NHL. Kind of, except... Kind of accepted you're not really changing the sports arena you're in. You're just going to, like, let's say, a college football. It's kind of like like the Canton-Ohio uh, Hall of Fame game. That's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the best way to... Yeah. Okay, okay. Except this yeah, is... Yeah, I mean, it, from a business standpoint, I believe it would be um, a tremendous, you know, benefit because you can get... Uh, early reads. I know there's been talks about the expansion um, for the CFL. Um, I've heard rumors, but um, that would be good reads of perspective areas that might want they might want to expand into. Yeah. So I mean, so, I think it's I think it's a smart decision. Yeah, and I have. Uh... John here with CFL Touchdown Alaska and CFL Touchdown Mexico City, which would be, you know what? That's a very interesting thought because if you start taking it internationally to some of these exhibition games, now you're expanding that reach and introducing the CFL to areas that maybe have exposure to 
you know, the CFL, but maybe not as much. I know in Mexico, I do know a few people. I'm from Mexico City, and I do have still friends on Facebook that I see once in a while, and they are fans of both uh, the CFL and the NFL. So there are people that are interested outside of Canada and the U.S. in the sport as well. So that's an interesting thought. Yeah, that that is. CFL touchdown Alaska. I would gladly go watch the Edmonton Elks play... <laughs> Like Winnipeg Blue Bombers or somebody, anybody. I'd gladly go watch them play anybody in Alaska. That sounds like a heck of a time right there. In Mexico City, yes, Azteca, get us in there. Um, hey, bring, also, it back to, bring it back to Birmingham. <laughs> hey, actually, Legion Field, the Barracudas. Yeah. The yeah. Birmingham Barracudas actually played at Legion Field. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I uh, I actually think that'd be amazing to see the CFL return to Birmingham. That would be, be cool. absolutely fantastic. Matt Dunnigan uh, could be there on hand to uh, rep his rep his old kudas. You know, that'd be great. The only thing that I'm a little, I mean, I'm questioning it a little bit is the date. Why did they decide to do the Labor Day? Don't know. Is it? But is that going to affect the regular season? Well, it's in regular season. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's usually it's you have point. usually you have a few teams playing in the Labor Day. Yeah, but yeah, the touch right? touchdown Atlantic was in season as well. It also yeah. adds a little bit of spice because the BC Lions don't have a Labor Day rival. Yes. So they they have a stale Labor Day weekend when everybody else is excited about the rivalry games. Well, oh, the so that's so, <clears> that's exactly it. <laughs> so they take the Ottawa Red Blacks and the BC Lions, two of the outcasts of the Labor Day series. And they say, "Hey, let's make you guys a rival in Victoria." Yeah, yeah. But I would, I would hope that they go across Canada for sure. Like, don't leave them to the same cities. If you're going to do something like that to try to get more uh, attention to smaller cities, maybe, or I don't know. Um, you know, I agree, Ryan. From a business standpoint, bigger cities that you could perhaps look at expansion makes sense. But if you're just doing this for engagement and reach and just to get more people in the stands and get some excitement for CFL, hell, go to little towns like Fort McMurray that they did, right? Go um, to places that not a lot of people usually get a lot of excitement with bigger games or teams or anything like that. Well, and they have been doing that with Touchdown Atlantic, but the problem is that the well has run dry, unfortunately. The well has run dry on Touchdown Atlantic. They were doing this in hopes of getting an expansion team out there. The 10th team, the CFL's 10th team, the Atlantic Schooners, unfortunately did not pan out because stadium could not be built in time. Nobody wanted to build the stadium and fund it. Uh, and then, of course, funding a CFL team on top of that is very expensive. We're talking tens of millions. Len, <laughs> in Baltimore, baby, the only American team to win the Grey Cup, correct? Baltimore Stallions, not to be confused with the Birmingham Stallions. Steve Nassi, how about Whitehorse? I like that. Uh, in the mountains with yeah. the stadium. Oh, I would love it. It would look like you're playing at the Denver College there, uh, Colorado. Oh. Yeah, for the Buffaloes. Uh, yeah, there you go. It's Colorado <laughs> Buffaloes, not Denver. Um, they're in Boulder. Touchdown Yellowknife. Touchdown Yellowknife. Yellowknife. That would be crazy. It would be like you'd have the, a big lake in the background. That would be scenic. <laughs> I don't know. Just bring it to Banff. Bring it to Banff. That's where Touch we need to Banff. go. <laughs> be, well, you know what? The national parks won't let you. They, they, you can't build nothing in the national parks. There's no stadium around there anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice you know what? Just have it on the field. Just a random field. <laughs> they don't need. They don't need a actual true stadium well no but they do need to, it's a requirement they need 10,000 seat stadium to host these ah, events dude. um also um there was one up here yeah so john kirby did ask which city would get a cfl team quicker victoria bc quebec or halifax i will tell you that victoria is out um halifax we've already been waiting for 10 years what's another 10 or 20 and then the other Quebec. one was Quebec City. So Quebec City, before we move on to the Edmonton Sports Update, Quebec City is actually a contender right now for expansion. So my pick, John, would be Quebec City because the CFL has actually turned their heads away from Halifax. 
that's also a reason for them doing touchdown Pacific as opposed to touchdown Atlantic. Interesting. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Thank you for that. It's not the more you didn't know yet <laughs> because our next segment is actually called the Edmonton sports update. Today's update is brought to you by Shotgun Sports Network. Since 2018, Shotgun Sports has been providing quality content and entertainment to millions of sports fans. Check out our latest sports articles, podcasts, media, and more over at shotgunsportsnetwork.ca. For fans, from fans. Congratulations to the Montreal Carabins on winning the 2024 Vanier Cup. Montreal defeated the UBC Thunderbirds by a score of 16-9. In the NHL, the Edmonton Oilers are on the bye week after some recent success on the ice. Their bye week starts this weekend. They still have a game tomorrow. I know. Hopefully they win that one too. And it's it's a streak. Streak, baby. <laughs> Hasn't happened yet. So hopefully I don't jinx it. Where's the where's the wood? There you go. You just they <laughs> They better hope they win tomorrow. <laughs> In the WHL, the Edmonton Oil Kings are hosting the Regina. They are not hosting the Regina Pats. Moose Jaw Warriors. Mm-hmm. I want to say Moose Jaw, Moose Jaw Warriors on Sunday. Puck drop is at 4 p.m. at Rogers Place. Interesting. Where the Elks heard, you're up to date. <laughs> Affiliates. Affiliates. <laughs> one we have the right person here in the room for this one ryan ryan we're gonna let you take this one do you know anything about our first affiliate we're gonna mention um i'm not sure um there may be a certain um royalty about them (laughs) (laughs) let's throw it back with royal retros baby RoyalRetros.com use code STAMPEDE for 10% off. We are celebrating the 2023 USFL champions, the Birmingham Stallions, a.k.a. the team that Mr. Messer covers for Shotgun Sports. Yeah. Giddy up. (laughs) And then thingsengrave.ca. Go check out thingsengrave.ca because there's always something on sale and we have a catalog. So if you head over there, you'll have to find the partner stuff at the bottom. It's called the locker room. You're going to find the Elks Herd and Shotgun Sports. You can also just go ahead and check the description and our gear is all in there. And then finally, this toque. This toque is making me sweat. <laughs> so I'm going to need to take a shower and when I do, I'm going to grab some lather, L-A-T-H-R.com, Canadian soap company, lather, has some fine stuff, and Shotgun Sports 15 should get you 15% off. I believe there's a minimum on that. Definitely go over to lather, and they have a new Christmas sel- selection right now. Oh, oh, well, you smell like Christmas? Frosty peppermint. It's, oh. Oh! And the Edmonton Oil Kings are hosting the Everett Silver Tips on Friday for the Teddy Bear Toss. Close to 16,000 people are expected. I want to say a 7 p.m. start over at Rogers Place. That's going to be a good one. Teddy Bear Toss is always a huge deal. Oh, I saw the new uniforms. Is that the uniforms yeah. they're wearing? Yeah. That is just a straight-up pajama-looking thing? It is. A it bunch is. Of teddy bears? It is a bunch of bears. <laughs> Those were great. Yeah, we're the, we're the Elks Herd. You're up to date. Mm-hmm. And we're going to roll it right into the more you didn't know. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is a segment where we interview our special guest of the night, Mr. Ryan Messer. And we are going to talk about a very big one here today. Been, we've been waiting all day. Ryan we're going we're gonna to rip right into this. Question number one, you have a special announcement today. Can you please share the big news with us and our viewers? I am happy to announce that next Tuesday, December the 5th, the Stallion Stampede will be launching 
the Off the Reins podcast. Yay. Nice. Off the Reins, Catherine, I believe we have a sneak peek intro for this podcast. Let's... Yeah, it shows a little bit of the content that you can be expecting and just it's super, super cool. So I'm going to play it here for you guys so that you can take a look. That, that was cool. We oh, apologize okay. if we blew out anybody's speakers on that. We <laughs> that aren't sure great. how loud that was. It gave me chills. That oh, was, that was sweet. That is a fantastic <laughs> intro. We're going to have to up our game with the intros, man. I know. <laughs> Ryan came out and hit it out the park. Dude, this is, this is amazing. We are so thrilled about Off the Reins coming to Shotgun Sports Network and you're going to be able to find it on Shotgun Sports Network on a category of its own. Of course, we're also going to have it on shotgunsportsnetwork.ca. Mm -hmm. So this is this is extremely, extremely special. Yeah. And how was it that Off the Reins was created? What made you, you know, get into podcasting? So basically, last year I was covering the uh, Birmingham Stallions uh throughout the entire season, even up to the championship. Um, and I saw the way how well the uh, uh, Elks herd went, and I believe that that's the best way, the best vessel for me to, or for us to advance the uh, stampede. Nice. No, it's it's... It's definitely looking good already. I was fortunate enough to jump on a test run with you. The setup looks great. Obviously, we're not going to leak any of that information right now to our viewers. But it, we know that we can expect a little bit of USFL here. What else can we expect from the show, Ryan? Um, we can have, we're going to have player interviews, of obviously. Um even like fan forums like you guys have, we're going to have um, a Birmingham sports update. Like it's uh, going to be called the Birmingham sports brief. Uh -huh. And it's going to be more centered around the uh, professional sports here in Birmingham. Unfortunately, if you turn on most sports or news stations here in Birmingham, it's all focused around college sports, even with, us having G League, uh, USFL, MILB, um, SPHL, I mean, everything. But it's all centered around college football year-round. So I believe that this could be a vessel to help push and advocate for more news centered around the Birmingham sports world. That's so interesting. That's such the opposite problem that we have here. Right? <laughs> Over here, everything is about professional sports and nothing about, you know, college or university yeah. sports. Whereas, you know, over there is kind of the opposite. So that's, uh, that is super cool to see that, you know, you're, you're definitely trying to make sure that there is more content center around that and bring more exposure to Birmingham sports. That's awesome. And uh, when off the rails reigns <laughs> podcast going off the rails right now <laughs> <laughs> to be honest you know i wrote otr and the only thing that i can think of is on the rocks which is a bar here in edmonton and that's why we don't do acronyms but <laughs> shout, shout out to uh, on the rocks please uh, get a hold of us Sponsor admin us. Admin at shotgunsportsnetwork.ca for that sponsorship. We got you. Anyway. Anyways, when Off the Reigns 
said it right this time, goes live. Where can we find it? Give us all of our of your socials. Um, it's going to be at um, the Stallion Stampede on X, uh, on Facebook, and uh, of course, shotgunsportsnetwork.ca. And we'll probably have rewinds on um, the YouTube. Beauty, beauty. Scout here from the Elks Call with Ryan Messer and, of course, Catherine Schrader. <laughs> Do you have any sneak peek information for us, any upcoming guests or topics? What can you tell us about the, the, the first episode or two of the show? I can't release anything yet. <laughs> but we are working on some things and it'll have to be a surprise for the first episode i love it which will be which will be next tuesday december the 5th at 7 p.m central standard time nice mark that up mark it on mark it on the calendar (laughs) coming to shotgun sports network gonna be airing live on shotgun sports network so we're super stoked about that we'll be tuning in for sure um yeah and then uh, podcasts uh are you are you going to be uploading this podcast to spotify and apple apple Podcasts, and all of that as well i'll be definitely looking into doing something similar to that um of course definitely on the youtube but um i'll have to definitely see how how it goes and see where we go with the uh the other streaming platforms. That's super exciting. Very, very exciting. And I mean, shout out to anybody that's watching on Twitter today, because apparently we got this running on Twitter, but (laughs) yeah, I mean, Twitter's a great platform to use as well, Ryan. So we we've had Twitter blowing up for however long now. And we, this is the first time we've actually gotten the show onto the Twitter. So, uh, or X, X, sorry, X, X, X. Come on. Yeah, I'd, uh, <laughs> that was a little bit of a fail, but I'm uh, my going old... off the rails again. Off the rails, OTR. <laughs> uh, off the rails at OTR with OTR. Oh, yeah, I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Call me Guy Fieri. Um, other than that, off season for you, Ryan. Last last question. What are your off season plans? I know the season is coming up. The Birmingham Stallion season is coming up are you preparing for that? Are you looking to do media again? And are, if so, what is your off season looking like for prep? Definitely looking to do more uh, media coverage this season. We're looking at a couple different projects um, for this season. Um, but mainly just trying to make sure that we produce the best content available for the fans so that they can get the inside look of what's going on. No, that's, that's, that's cool. Something like, you know, we have a friend showtime digital out there doing the behind the scenes and whatnot Mm -hmm. up here in Canada and Mm -hmm. big shout out to showtime reason for the big shout out is he covered the UBC Thunderbirds. They're behind the scenes season right down to the Vanier cup, which is our, that's our, our championship, right? So for college, it, he did fantastic work. And seeing that digital content creators can do that now, it's very cool. It's very nice. Um, yeah, in very many ways, it feels like we're just getting started, right? And I'm sure yeah. you feel like that too, Ryan, that it's just, there's still so much content to make. It's you know, the opportunities are just endless. And, you know, the first step is just bringing more awareness and content, really good quality content for the fans. Yeah, it, it, that, that quality, as long as you try your best and as long as you produce quality content, fans, the fans usually will notice and stick around and interact with you. And once again, shout out to our viewers. I don't believe that we have the greatest podcast by any means. That's because you take a look at 
your comparisons out there when you got Joe Rogan smoking weed on his podcast oh, with Elon Musk. You cannot. No, but, but what I'm saying is when you compare some of the premier product in the podcasting space and then you, you step your way down, I'm super proud to see what we've built. Super proud that Ryan, like stoked for Ryan Messer next Thursday, dropping that new podcast on Shotgun Sports Network off the reins. Gonna be sweet, but when you start your podcast, you 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 how you start with a little foundation, a little egg. Season two for the Elks call is one one month away, basically, just yeah, over a month right away. Right around the corner. So Shotgun Sports will fit quickly fill everybody in on our plans for the off season. We're in talks with getting a couple players on for these last couple episodes, the last two episodes of season one of the Elks call season one will be ending on the 13th. So we are officially, officially done, officially, officially done with season one as of December 13th. We'll be taking a few weeks off just to recharge, spend some time with the family, just making sure that we are enhancing the content and the infrastructures that you're seeing and making updates and just making it way better. Yeah, and then, yeah, it's season two, January 10th, going to be opening it up, going to be opening it up with a bang. So very excited about that. We will keep everybody in the loop as to who we're going to have on. Uh, I'm sure that you guys will be stoked about the guests. So just stay tuned to the herd. Lock in at the Elks Herd on social media. Um, over here, our good friend John, Shotgun Sports, needs an Edmonton Oil Kings podcast. I will have to talk to the COO and see where we're at on opening some time and some budget for that. Edmonton Oil Kings podcast would be fantastic. <sighs> the, the dreams <laughs> well, yeah we, we gotta wrap up this season one first um holiday special did we talk about the holiday special no not yet so yeah we're we're looking 27th we're also going to be giving away an edmonton elks jersey so stay tuned once again to the elks herd uh we are hoping to gain our youtube subscribers and at the same time we want to do some holiday giveaways so our holiday special, we will be giving away a couple of items. One of them is going to be a first edition double E signature series Edmonton Eskimos jersey, mint condition, has the green and gold is bold in the collar. So very fine piece. Going to give that away to one of our one of our listeners. So very exciting things coming up. We're super thrilled about off the reins next Thursday. Ryan, we're super we're super thrilled for you, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Appreciate wow. you, and thank you having so much. me on tonight. Hey, no, thank thank you, thank you. Like Catherine said, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, this was a great chat. We're excited to see your show off the reins, seven p.m. Did you say that was Central Time? Central Time, seven p.m. Central Standard Time, Tuesday, December the fifth. Beautiful. We'll be there. We'll see you all in uh, the rain chat, the, the the stallion chat. What are we? What are, what are you going to call that thing, man? <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you know we don't have to name everything. <laughs> oh, too good. Uh, to our viewers, whether you be listening on Edmund or watching or listening, yeah, listening on Edmonton Sports Talk watching on Shotgun Sports Network or tuning in on TuneIn because you can find us there or even on Twitter because that's the new one today. Shout out you. Thank you so much for watching uh, the Elks Call tonight. This was a fantastic episode. And once again, make sure you tune in. Shotgun Sports Network next Thursday. New show. Dropping live. Off the brain. 7 p.m. Central central standard time we got it we nailed it oh guys once again thank you everybody for this lovely episode my name is scout aka the rep from section x and i'm Catherine, aka do even elks 
And that was Ryan Messer of the Stallion Stampede and Off the Reins podcast. This was the Elks Call. This is the Elks Herd signing off. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a good night. Cheers.